This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi there, good morning. 9.37 right now. It's time to bring out the, ouch, the whips and uh, all that stuff, yeah, that normally go on with uh, the show. Because it's time now for the SNM show. Ouch, there we go. Hi, David Chiu, together with uh, Kusu Chuang and also, not forgetting as well, Julian Ng and the one and only Salvatore Dali. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am fine, thank you. Okay, but I know what's not fine? The ringgit. The lingit, yes. The ringgit's not quite fine, isn't it? And that's what you're going to be commenting about. Dude, where's my ringgit? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like we mentioned last week, uh, dude, where's my shringgit, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> But it's a very big um, topic to talk about, you know, to try and make sense of, you know, A, what is really, really happening? Is it really going to get much worse than this? You know, we can just speculate and speculate and speculate. What do you guys think about the the ringgit? I think it's. I think it'll be cheaper to go to Australia than to go to Singapore very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Singapore has always been such an expensive country. But we talked about the Big Mac <laughs> index and the Starbucks uh, latte index yesterday, right? Yesterday. And based on those uh, indices, which incidentally is run by the Economist, um, that Malaysia is between twenty-five to fifty percent undervalued. Yep. B- based on those kind of yes. purchasing purchasing totally power agree. parity. You see, so when, when an event happened that is strategic or a paradigm shift mm-hmm. um, that lasts longer than a few months, the, the media and analysts and everybody else who want to try and make some smart comment about it will be straining for new answers or okay. new explanations to explain the situation. Okay. So uh, when the ringgit started uh, weakening about, you know, from 310 to about 350 at that point in time, everybody would say, oh, it's because, like, you know, 1MDB, lah, you know, political uncertainty, lah, off-balance sheet funding, lah, you know, blah, 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 uh, oil prices, right? <laughs> exactly in those terms. The same yeah. thing, <laughs> the blah, 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 and then the downgrading potentially by, you know, Fitch and other ratings agencies. So this basically encapsulates it. But when the <laughs> ringgit continues to weaken from there on, then you're regurgitating the same thing? Mm. Or what? Is there something, are there, are there more issues at hand that we do not know of there are forces beyond our control like <laughs> janet yellen and the fed yeah you know a- any discussion of the ringgit has to do with two elements right the internal side and the external side the external side we've got largely no control over which is janet and co right the federal mm-hmm. reserve and her rate policy internally it's all about and y- you know the thing is the ringgit is not tradable overseas okay so the decline of the ringgit is not largely but in at least in, in a significant part due to local Malaysians selling their ringgit for foreign currency, right? Money, high net worth individuals are exchanging their ringgit for uh, you know, Aussie dollars or yeah, UK sterling or so whatever, right? There's also so much outflow of funds as well. Right? Isn't yeah, it? But the bursa outflows. Yes. bursa yeah. outflows. Yeah. Yeah. Najib told the JLCs what, four or five months ago to stop investing. And yep, intrinsically, that's, right. that's wrong. Okay, but bad policy. Be that that's as bad policy. Yeah, yeah, that's bad policy. But he told JLCs to stop investing abroad. So hmm. if the JLCs are not investing abroad, uh, and if the ringgit is not being traded overseas by foreigners, then who is responsible for the decline of the currency? Sorry, okay. I, I just want to um, touch on that one f- just for a, for a bit because my question is, are we some kind of a central command economy, right? Because the government tells you is the Pope what Catholic? you cannot <laughs> Is the Pope Catholic? Do bears uh, poo in I, the woods? I, I know. So since uh, the opening of China by Deng Xiaoping uh, 30, 40 years ago, right, uh, 
the, China itself has moved away, trying to move away from this kind of planned economy. economy and yeah. here, here is the government telling uh, GLCs that whether they can or cannot invest overseas. Okay, that here ends my actually. If you look at uh, all the available figures that indicate the, the the health or the of an economy, you know, you may be able, be able to inverted commas uh, manufacture manufacturing data, CPI, and and so on and so forth. Mm. Uh, or, or even the KLCI to a certain extent by virtue of the number of uh, amount of uh, GLCs that hold important index holdings, right? Mm. Um, but Correct. for the ringgit, for the ringgit, you can't. It's relatively open in that sense. We have quite a relatively open currency per se. You know, if you look at the so reserves, that might be the the only real precursor to the health. If it wasn't for Bank Nagara and its deployment of their reserves to prop up the currency, look at it. Two years ago, we had about 160 billion dollars in foreign currency reserves, right? Mm. Fast forward, US 160 billion. Today, we're about 105. That means the central bank has deployed about a third of the country's reserves to to protect the currency. If they didn't step in, it would be a lot worse already. Yeah. Okay. There, there are few. It's, all, it's yeah. all about balance of trade, right? Yeah. It's how much we spend versus how much we there earn. Are, there are a few things I want to to, to highlight. There's, there's there's a bit different from from what's what's available in the in the media. One is that the 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 enormous strength of the Sing dollars. We're not talking about US, just Sing dollars alone against the ringgit. Now, one thing is that because we are Singapore's number one trading partner, I believe. Right, so that, that no, we are to Singapore, yes. Yes. So that is very important to their economy and to the way that they handle the monetary policy. The second part is that we do not see any kind of inverted commas joint venture uh, intervention at all with the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Now, why is that? It, it is widely believed that the the Bank Negara and, and, and the ties with the Monetary Authority of Singapore have kind of like uh, weakened over the years, you know. Um, and the MAS has not made a, a very strong uh, statement about this, you know, where they stand with this. They are they seemingly quite okay with a very weak ringgit. Because I think they're basically, then you don't lose much, uh, many of those jobs that, that really matter to them anymore. That would be one reason why they're okay with that. Right? Yeah, they come over yeah, and, yeah. and buy tra- vast tracts of residential and commercial properties. But that's only part of the reason, mm. right? Because they also are in a race at the bottom in a way, right? Mm-hmm. They also have their own ways of of um, you know weakening their own currency. And we can see that we've been discussing this from, from a few months ago. Yeah, the MA seems to have a view that, you know, they, they're not so uh, perturbed by the way that the ringgit has been weakening because all they are more concerned about is managing the the sing dollars in a band, within a band, and within a, a basket of currencies that they are weighted against. So as long as they are still competitive within that that range, they they're okay because they are encouraging the right industries per se. They do so not they mind that they they, 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 they they you know if if Singaporeans you know spend a bit more in uh, in Malaysia, you know that's okay. Because I think it's a situation where um, a do nothing policy in Singapore. Uh, will just be enough for Singapore, right? Uh, because all the other countries in the region would weaken against Singapore, even if Singapore does nothing. But if you look at the Sing Ringgit cross, and this is what David Chu said, he's very true, right? Uh, ringgit Aussie now is 2.9. 
Ringgit Singh is 2.8 or mm. 2.74. I think last time was spot, right? Mm. It's not that far away and it could be cheaper to go to Australia soon than it is to go to Singapore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the fact of the matter is that the Singh dollar is quite strong in Malaysia despite what you just said. Those mm. incidentally... It, it might be Ringgit weak over with other currencies, but the, the, ring, the Singh Ringgit cross is very strong. Those incidentally are the two only two triple uh, A stable triple yeah. A's that <laughs> slash yeah. stable slash. ratings yeah. in, in Asia, the region yeah. Asia Pacific it just so happened that, 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 that Singapore is just happened to be our closest neighbor or oh, yeah. not closest but second closest neighbor yeah. next to Thailand um, but I think I think we can basically narrow down the 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 fate of the ringgit to four things okay and right. we'll find out what those four things are just <laughs> after the break here on BFM 89.9 that's right, 9.47 in the morning right now. We're, ouch! Uh, it's time to bring out those whips once again for the SNM show. Four things you wanted to say about the shrinking. Yeah, I think if we can get a, a, a whole, well, most many people might not agree with me. Uh-huh. If you get a whole of these four factors, you'll uh-huh. probably understand better why the ringgit is the way it is and where is is it going to head to. Uh, one, what we are seeing is actually a long-term strategic shift, the growth gap between... United States and the rest of the emerging world. It used to be that emerging markets have got much, much higher growth rates compared to the developed world and then and more, more importantly, the, the US. What we are seeing now is, 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 is a huge paradigm shift whereby growth is uh, quite, quite good in, in, in America. Okay. You know, and growth in emerging markets are not that spectacular anymore. So when, when that gap starts to narrow, um, there's not much uh, need per se for uh, the U.S. dollar holders to keep investing in large amounts into emerging markets. That's number one. You can you can you can you can counter me later. The second part is that there, there are not that many options, right? Uh, why the the second most most viable option is supposed to be the euro, but the euro zone is actually in a falling into a hole, and in all likelihood there's going to be more pump premium from the EU by the EU. Uh, so that's not an option. Everybody can see that the, the, the euro is going to go much, much weaker. Um, now, the third part is commodity prices because they are also priced in US dollar. You would naturally expect uh, that, uh, but it, it is a reflection on, on globalized growth and that has been declining per se. If you look at what has been happening for the last nine months, all right, all, most uh, emerging markets currencies against the US dollar have, de- have, have, have depreciated. But if you look at the exports by emerging markets, they've also declined year on year, which is very, very surprising. If you, generally, if your currency is depreciating, naturally your exports will at least like maintain or, or be improved or be more competitive. But no, if you look at the, the recent uh, every quarter, year on year growth uh, mm. or on exports, uh, is actually declining for emerging markets. See, much as I want to disagree with you because I just like doing it, uh, Dali, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Uh, I agree with you on all counts. So that's why I think the, sing, yeah. the ringgit sing is going to go to three exactly. and the dollar ringgit is going to go to The final one, final one. Right. One the more, final one, one, one more. One, one more, more point. Last and that, I believe, maybe makes up 50% of, of where the, the currency is holding. Actually, if you just peg our currency to the oil prices, that's it. You cannot go against the trend. That one, I don't really agree with you. you can, if you don't believe me, you go and pack it to the oil prices. Why, why I say that? Because um, you can look at the only currency that actually matches us are the producers. Australia. Yeah. 
We don't find anything, you yeah. know. You go to Australia twelve months ago. They're just as screwed as we are. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, why is that? Because they are very heavy on commodities. commodities. Yeah, but less so on oil. Because I mean, you know, credit where credit is due. The Malaysian government has been doing its best to reduce the dependence on oil, and we yeah. have largely, you know, done the right things along the initial path. Okay, so that's why I disagree with you on point four. But point one, two, three. Sorry, well, I, I tell you that oil I, I disagree on, on a growth argument because I, I think that uh, over the long term, I don't believe that the U.S. economy can grow uh, faster than either faster than they are right now or faster than emerging markets growth. I mean, it's just mathematically impossible to do that. Uh, no, I'm talking I mean, about the I'm talking about the shift from like the gap being very very wide, the emerging markets growing growing rapidly. I'm talking about like the India, U.S. and BRICS and all that before, to now. The, the the growth gap is is has been narrowed. That's all. Well, we're not saying that over the longer term that that that, that the shift. It's still very strong in the emerging markets. So like India, not India not as strong as say five years ago or ten years ago. Perhaps not, but the US was also growing quite strongly for five years. Well, ago. It was deflating a little bit after the crisis in two thousand eight. Yeah, but, but we've also seen so many of the central banks around reason uh, all racing to zero, literally, isn't it? In interest in rates. Interest yeah. rates. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that also an indication about the, how the economies are doing in those yeah. regions? If you look at the the, the, the genuine demand for, for, for ringgit, is that there used to be like two big 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 demand. It's one is that you know uh, CPO producers okay. converting, and that has fallen into the hole. All right, but what is more interesting if when I talk to certain senior dealers in the forex market is that Petronas used to be a very big buyer of ringgit. Okay. And that is to 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 basically like uh, pay off uh, from their receipts to pay off the um, the work done by smaller producers or local works done in in Malaysia, and that has more than half. Yeah, because from of last the way the oil prices are. Yeah. Uh, the way that oil prices have have, have, have dropped, and mm. secondly is that the number of projects that has been like so called stalled or slowed down. Mm. So that the natural. Demand big, has dropped big, significantly, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, those all those things. So yeah. on the four reasons, four factors, I think that oil prices and commodity prices is is a major reflection. All right, you can use the same argument for, for Australia. So what I'm saying is that if there was no one MDB, if there was no political uncertainty, no off balance sheet, uh, you know, uh, funding, still mm-hmm. no no still no rating down now grading, maybe not as bad, but our currency would have still weakened. Yeah, I want to mm. give you a hard time, but I can't, like, Dalia. I gotta agree with you. <laughs> well, a very strong point over there, isn't yeah. it? Huh? Yeah. Wow. What is the strongest? I think um, a, a major part of the commodity weakness is also also due to the U.S. dollar strength. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. It goes hand in hand. Yep. Because you you want to arrive at uh, some point of um, uh, maintenance of the previous cost, right? So so oil prices were at certain level. Uh, of U.S. dollars uh, when U.S. dollars was weak, and and now that the U.S. dollar of strength, and you want to maintain uh, that position of yeah. how uh, the cost of buying into commodities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, great uh, insights over there from Dali. Now let's get down and dirty with the song <laughs> that you choose every week. Yeah. You chose this one from Bread. Yeah. Well, last uh, weekend was Father's Day. Okay. And um, a lot of people, including myself, I didn't know that this song by uh-huh. David Gates and of bread. the Bread. Uh-huh. Um, was written for his father and about his father, and oh. in actual fact, when you when you when 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 that when I when 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 everybody told me that uh. you know you would have a different appreciation of, of the song. Exactly, it's <laughs> not a lovey-dovey song between <laughs> men and women. So it it's does the, sound yeah. lovey-dovey, but, but now it makes more sense, all right? Correct. Yeah, that's it. Does the words actually mean much more? The song in question is "Everything I Own" yeah, from Bread. 
And so don't forget to join us every Wednesday here for the uh, S&M show together with Salvatore Dali. If you want more of him, just pop on over to his blog. It's at uh, malaysiafinance.blogspot.com. Leaving you with this one from Bread and Everything I Own. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.